everyone, I'm Erin. I'm Dodger. I'm Lou. I'm Moika. And you're listening to MangaPod. MangaPod originally airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dexbonus or twitch.tv slash happilyerin. If you'd like more MangaPod, go ahead and check us out on Twitch or you can check out our VODs at youtube.com slash happilyerin spelled H-A-P-P-I-L-E-E-E-R-I-N. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Hello, hello. 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 There we are. There are pretty <laughs> faces. There's everybody. Two of them at least. <laughs> That's true. I guess you guys are there. <laughs> Listen, the screen grabs we got are also very pretty faces, to be fair. We are MangaPod Book Club. We're a weekly podcast in which we all re- we read part or all of a manga, and then we discuss it with friendship, love, and lots and lots of spoilers. This week we are talking Spirit Circle, chapters 1 through 45.5. If you guys have never joined us for a manga pod before, what we like to do is give you a short spoiler-free description of the manga that we read, aka summary. Then we'll give you our spoiler-free recommendations, whether we think you should spend time going to read this manga or not. That way, if it sounds like something you are interested in, you can take your leave, go and read it, and then come back and watch the VOD later. So I'm going to go ahead and read... The description for Spirit Circle. Okay. Futo Ikea can see ghosts. Besides that, in the bandage, he's always keep on his... Wow. He always keep... (laughs) (laughs) In the bandage, he always keeps on his cheek. He's a perfectly normal 14-year-old boy enamored with a new transfer student. Unfortunately, Koko Ishigami wants little to do with him. A strange ghost that follows her, however, seems to feel quite differently. But when Koko sees the strange birthmark hidden beneath the bandage on Futa's cheek, she has a change of heart. Dot, dot, dot. For the worst. Not only does she denounce him as her enemy, but she claims that the birthmark is a curse she engraved upon his face during one of their many past lives. What happened between Koko and Futa, and what is the connection to the strange, fantastical dreams that Futa begins to experience? It's a very succinct. It is. That's that was nice. That was, that was a nice thing. Okay, spoiler-free recommendations. Who would like to go? First, I can go. Hit it. Go, 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 go. I loved this way more than I thought I was going to. It was different from what I expected. Um, much more complex and interesting. And uh, and I think it's definitely worth a read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I didn't realize it was by the um, mangaka for Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer. And I really liked that when we read it. I was missing for the manga pod, but I still read it. And I really liked that series. But I didn't realize that. And then once I read the summary last week or two weeks ago, I was like, this sounds kind of uh, kind of generic. And it was anything but generic. It was incredible. I absolutely loved it way more than I thought it would. And I just have so many positive things to talk about with it. I highly recommend it. First one, I, 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 I guess I'm gonna go since I, uh, I'm already cutting you off. Lou. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're good. We're Excited. good. This is my fault for not having a camera on. <laughs> but um, no, I definitely recommend it. I had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really like excited to read some of his other work now. So I, I definitely recommend it. 
right. So uh, I'm going to have to echo everything that's been said, uh, with the exception of what uh, Aaron's expectation, or was it? Yeah, it was Aaron's expectation going into this, uh, where I knew it was a Mizukami uh, manga. And mm-hmm. having read all of Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, and having watched uh, not all of Planet With, but a sizable portion of it, I knew that the writing was going to be on point for this, despite it seeming generic uh, on the surface. And I'm glad that I was right about that. And it, it actually, uh, it's, it's really worth uh, the time it takes to read because, you know, in addition to being short, it's just really well put together. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Go read, take, you know, take a day, read this manga. You'll be better off for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, cool. So we all recommend you go and check it out. And I'm seeing some people I didn't want to touch at. People in chat are saying, isn't this an unusual time for Manga Pod? Yes, it is. This is our first. <laughs> no, it's always at this time. It's yeah. always been at 9.46 a.m. Central Time in the United States. <laughs> always we um mm-hmm. yeah we're testing out some new uh new times to try and work around people's schedules so right now we're going to be testing out 7 30 a.m on sunday mornings uh 7 30 pacific time so that is going to be our test time for now we're f- hoping that it works so far so far so good the last 30 minutes has worked pristine we're golden so far um yeah so let's go ahead and jump into spoiler section unless you guys have anything else you would like to say before we jump in there i don't think so read it it's real good and don't and if yeah and don't stick around if it sounds interesting because the surprises are worth it yes (laughs) yeah the surprises are very worth what's going on and like i said it sounds like something that wouldn't have a bunch of surprises it's seriously you don't want to it do all right let's jump into spoiler section everybody you get five countdown to leave if you don't want to be spoiled okay what what five five four three two one fortuna is god fortuna is fortuna god is yeah, fortuna. fortuna wishes he was god fortuna wants to be god so badly he's got the biggest god complex i feel like of any manga character yeah literally all right let's start with the question we usually begin with which is what were you expecting before reading this manga what are you expecting going into it uh, we kind of touched on very vaguely that it wasn't what most of us were expecting. Yeah. Um, so let's go into that a little bit more in depth. Dodger, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I didn't. I Number one, I thought that there was going to be much more like ghost of the week action. Mm-hmm. That like he was going to be consistently seeing ghosts, like different ghosts. And that was going to be a thing. Um, and I also... I didn't expect the past lives thing to be so interconnected. Um, yeah, it, it really it really surprised me in a lot of ways, like how well thought out it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, was expecting more Ghosts of the Week as well. Um, and once I started getting into the time skipping and the past lives and things like that, 
I was really impressed with it. I was even telling David how impressed I was with it because I feel like it's one of the best well done past lives interconnecting into the future and jumping timelines and things. Um, and mm. I wasn't expecting it to be so well done and having it be so different from other because a lot of times when you see oh this is the past life the characters look exactly the same the characters that are in the main character's life look exactly the same so that you're always able to tell exactly who they are um and what this one did different was when you're the first few past lives you're like oh there's a new person and then you realize oh it's this friend of his and the first few times you don't realize that and then once you start getting into like live like four, you kind of get a feeling for, oh, this is going to be the teacher in the current life or this is going to be that one, the girl with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was very effective storytelling. And I liked that because that was a surprise and <laughs> that you don't realize at first that this character is being reborn along with the two main characters. So I thought that was a really fascinating thing that I did not expect to have happen. What about you, I, Luke? I, yeah, um, I expected like it to go more conventional shonen, more people with like magic circles of, of energy and, you know, like more just battle shonen-y. I didn't, you know, really know like how, like if the, the past life thing would actually manifest in the story or if it would just be something is like oh that's the framework for for how they're interconnected mm-hmm. and you know it builds into like a battle shonen series because i don't know like the the scene or the the image of them like standing across from each other with their circles drawn like it it had it has that battle shonen uh, feel which this is not you know that type of story and um some like it, it completely took a different direction what I, uh from what i was expecting going into it um i expected like i expected uh you know more like the complex writing that we got um but i not to this degree so like lucifer and the biscuit hammer is one of my favorite manga um it has the battle shown any component and um it's it has some some complex writing, but um, this manga just does goes the complete opposite direction uh, in terms of an approach, where it focuses more on like building out the story between all of the, uh, all of the characters in uh, non you know non sequential order. It's like it's really like a a collection of story uh, short stories that are uh, bound within the framework of uh, the present timeline. If that makes any sense. So, yeah, it's a really, really different way to experience manga and storytelling ter- in general. And I was very happy with it. What about you, Moeka? I, yeah, so I, essentially everybody's touched on it, but I was expecting that it was going to be like, oh, this guy can see spirits. Cool. Every week is going to be a different one. Which I guess, oh, I mean, technically we did get that, but I just didn't expect it to be his past selves. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about, so we kind of have, I was going to say, let's talk about the main character. The main character has like six other versions of himself. 
But so let's talk about um, Futa a little bit and then we can jump in. This is kind of an easier one to like go to characters because they're literally like lined up for us to talk to talk about. That's true. Um, So let's talk about Futa and then we can go into Forne, I believe was the first guy. The first past life that we saw. Forne. Forn. How do you pronounce it? The sacrificial guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, oh, go ahead, Carter. Oh, I was just gonna say I I I liked Okea because he was he was just kind of a normal dude. Um, I I appreciated that at a certain point later on in the manga, it was mentioned like all of your past lives have been intellectual in some way. Yes. <laughs> like, don't you find that weird? Because he's just like, I'm not. I'm just I'm there's nothing particularly interesting about me like the in, the the way that he winds up changing every time he uh you know experiences one of these past lives and everyone being like you seem older or you seem more serious you know like that sort of stuff I liked how that compounded in his character mm-hmm. and I liked that at the end even though he was like oh, I'm starting to forget you know Mm-hmm. I liked that he still he still did seem so much older like he had been through so many lives at that point yeah yeah having him be more of a just normal dude without any like hardcore standing out characteristics it did make it easier to buy that he was being influenced by these past lives and that was also something I liked about this manga is that you were seeing him being impacted by those past ones that he was taking on certain things. And Mm. so it's just like, it made it feel so much more like he really was experiencing those um, because of how they were changing him every time he woke up from one. So I thought that made a really effective storytelling for how effective and how important and yeah, just how important those past lives were. Um, all right, Okaya, like, was really just, for me, like, he was all right for the majority of the story. Um, it wasn't until the real, like, the very end where, like, we're getting to the climax where I really started to like him as a character. Uh, essentially, whenever, like, as I went into the reading, uh, you know, whenever he came back on, I was like, all right, hurry up. And just put yourself in a coma again so I could see who this next <laughs> It shouldn't be like that with the main character, you know? Like mm-hmm. I understand like I understand that that his role to shine was coming later and I, like I got that. But for me the draw as I was going from life to life was the next life, not so much okay as a reaction to the life that he had just finished living. Right. Especially when it became obvious that like our end goal was going to be Fortuna, right? Yeah. It was like, and- get me to Fortuna. What did this bastard do? Yeah. And, and I did, I do think that all of that was on purpose as well. That like, he was less in, like I was just saying, he was less interesting. And in the end, you know, the, the thing that he kept saying to fortuna is like you probably would have been happier if you were more normal mm-hmm. you know if you had had a less interesting life maybe you wouldn't have been so lonely maybe you would have been happier so i i did like that there was kind of a 
payoff in him being less interesting and being less of an intellectual, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of the way that he viewed the world was just different. And he wouldn't have been able to express that to Fortuna otherwise. Mm -hmm. I Uh, love that Absolutely. And um, one, the one thing that I would say about uh, the moments when we would have Okeya would be when Coco would give more perspective onto what her side of the story was. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, and when she was that priestess that chopped off his head, mm-hmm. you know, getting the context of, oh, well, ha- what happens afterwards? And, you know, that she's brutally murdered along with the other uh, leaders of that village mm-hmm. it uh it adds like context for why she would really dislike him so much and then it goes from there into the next life where like he stabs her through the chest mm-hmm. so yeah i think i think there's some justification to her uh, not being too fond of him yeah and like just remembering she she remembers so clearly what fortuna did and we mm-hmm. are like all right so that's the end thing that we get to see and so having everything foreshadowed and being built up to that the payoff for it even though that's kind of what we knew was going to happen was like we were going to find out what fortuna did the pay up for pay up the payoff for it was (laughs) um i thought really good but i with phone i hadn't realized how like gory the manga was gonna be yeah like and they did it like in such a oh shit okay cool this is where we're going because up to that point it's just like all right these two little little nuggets fell in love and then he literally just gets his head sliced off and you it's not covered up or censored you just see the head flying and there's blood everywhere and you're like oh okay now like anything is possible moving from this point yeah at that point it really sinks in like oh we're gonna see how every single one of these people died and not all of them are gonna be just like i died peacefully in my bed yes (laughs) the end of my life Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then that also oh Oh, go ahead sorry no you go no i was i was just gonna say that every time we saw phone or phone or whatever his name was every time we saw him i was like slightly creeped out because he was by far, out of all of his past lives, like, him and Fortuna had the same, like, laser focus energy that was, like, really creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. This poor dude can never just, like, rest. He's, like, so fueled by, like, anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for me, th- that was really interesting was like the similarities between some of the characters Mm -hmm. and like the they're like some of them had very obvious differences but i just i loved how they never felt stale Mm -hmm. and it was just so interesting yeah and i like sorry i want to say i love east oh my god oh i know precious east um going off of like talking about how brutal the manga was like all of a sudden you're like all right this is gonna be brutal having that life go into the life where he leads like a he ends up having a piece of life with like a daughter and all of that stuff um i also thought was really interesting having like making that decision because the knight what was his name 
was the knight's name? Van. Van. Uh, Van. Having to go from phone A or phone to Van, I thought was a really interesting choice because all of a sudden you're just waiting for him to die because he's a knight. Like, he's a knight. He's been branded. He's going to die so easily and you're just waiting for it and then every time a new character shows up i was like all right this is gonna who's it's gonna be who kills him and he kept living like nothing like was <laughs> he happening. literally tripped and hit his head on yeah, the rock that's and, died. How he <laughs> and so it was it's, an anti-climax the, done so fucking yeah, well yeah the like yeah. juxtaposition of having those two lives be one right after another i think really drove home that this isn't going to be a manga where every single life plays out exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Van. Oh, Van. He lived a good yeah. life. Van's <laughs> life was, lo- I think that was the longest life, wasn't it? Yeah, the longest section. Like, in terms of details that we read, because mm-hmm. it was like, all right, he's he's like a dude that's out to kill witches and then he like retires with his bud or whatever and like a priest shows up and like he has a horrible drinking problem and then he finds an abandoned baby and then he becomes a dad yeah (laughs) Yeah. like interesting story and by the end of it you're like oh he wound up just being like a sweet old man who loved his daughter yeah (laughs) and at the beginning he was like furiously killing a witch (laughs) yeah well and it's like they kind of touched on it how how like in the in the rules of the if that specific world he really didn't do anything wrong because he was just doing his job as a knight and getting rid of this like supposed witch and so her cursing him like sure it was it was a bad thing for him but then it's like slowly turned into a like into a blessing because he got i mean he ended up like finding a bunch of friends that he could mesh with he got a daughter he got to live out his life protecting her and then at that i i loved that he tried marrying her off to to like the goodest person that he could think of (laughs) even though even though he himself knows that the dude's like the most boring guy in the world yes. but he's good he's a good man that's all she, he's like that's all my daughter needs <laughs> yeah. and she's her. like oh is he handsome he's like ah, he's, good. he's a good dude <laughs> he's a good man <laughs> and that was also like that life was also when we got introduced to like his friends and stuff that you don't mm. realize at all are his current friends in his current life because they don't look alike until like randomly he'll go oh this kind of looks like my teacher or this looks like that friend or like had the same temperament not necessarily looks like like had the same temperament or had the same tone of voice and then you're just like oh that was that was them and then the next one you're going all right you're looking for them until you can find them <laughs> so what was the next one what was the next one uh, egypt oh, I- egypt yeah floors yeah. oh what what moika I'll touch on it later, actually. Let okay. us continue. <laughs> um, so we had Egypt. We had Floors. What were your yeah. guys' thoughts on Floors? And who was the who was Coco or Kyoko in, in Floors's? Roka. She was Roka, the priestess. Yeah. Um, this was the first 
iteration of him where we saw the like mad genius gene <laughs> like really mm-hmm. kick into overdrive um and i i loved that for the rest of the manga we could not get away from that sphinx face like he obsessed mm-hmm. so hard over that that it affected every life he had since then <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he hated it so much uh yeah I thought that one was interesting because that was the first one where like the lesson was you should really appreciate what you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's also like, Oh, go, go ahead. Lou. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) specifically like, um, what this manga did to like cultivate his hatred for Coco, um, which I mean, that hatred doesn't really manifest in the present timeline but where her continuously pulling him from his work is the reason why he didn't get to be with his father in his final moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was pretty impactful in a very different way from the other lives mm-hmm. because, you know, like getting caught up in work is something that genuinely happens to a lot of people and losing focus on family. So it's i think it's interesting and it says a lot about futa that he didn't carry that resentment with him uh when he returned to the present timeline mm-hmm. i had to say marka you can go ahead and talk now oh i was gonna say i thought it was really interesting that like because he ends up going back and getting married but it's that she's not the person that he loves and i thought i thought for sure it was gonna be um roca that he was in love with but unless i read it wrong like the the surprise was that he fell in love with her like handling assistant i don't remember her name and that's how she be like that's how their bond in life gets created Mm -hmm. was that he like fell in love with her yeah and, and so then that I thought was really interesting because I for sure was like, oh, it's like this weird love hate relationship. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, he had an interest in the other girl. And that also was like, we saw um, the past lives of two of the characters. It was like their first time being having a love relationship that we saw. Um, like his one friend, it was his one friend and the girl with the glasses, right? I think Mm -hmm. is who they were. Um, and then how that carried on to the next one where he was like, those two need to be together. Um, so I thought that was really interesting how it played out with that too. How it just carried on into the next life. Mm. Yeah. And then how it, how it changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it goes from, yeah, it went from the main character and her, like, having a not really love relationship, but him falling in love with her. And then the next life being like, oh, no, like, it's your sister, whatever, Mm -hmm. needing to be with this other guy. And then that's how their relationship or their bond starts. And then it, like, towards the end, it shifts to where they're, they're no longer interested in each other like lovers they're more of just family now which yeah. i was just like oh that's exactly how life is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so after 
through that one, it goes into the samurai era one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I think yes. so. Otaro, I believe. Yeah, the like um, bastard son who takes care of swords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It took me a second to realize the context in which you're using the word bastard. <laughs> I was like, geez, you have really strong feelings about this kid. <laughs> Slow bastard. This little piece of shit. <laughs> um, so we have that one. And then Iwana, I believe this is, is what it looks like uh, Coco's past self was. Um, and that was bringing up that one. I thought it was really interesting how even though the present, Coco and Futa, okay, are like definitely shown to be that they're going to end up together, how mm -hmm. the past lives weren't all, they fell in love with each other. Like it wasn't this star-crossed mm -hmm. lover thing every single yeah. time. It was like, oh, they're slowly like each one, they have the different distinct relationship with each other. So the um, Iwana like, samurai era one uh they end up having like a mutual respect for each other and they die at exactly the same time mm. um and so i thought that was another interesting thing to have happen i did like that um <clears throat> there was a there was a consistent theme of either just him by himself or the two of them taking care of ray mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it was so, like, I 100% thought that, um, that Ray was, that, like, when they kept talking about, like, oh, well, Ray isn't part of the stream anymore, or Ray isn't involved in your life anymore. I was like, oh, that's because when he has a kid, it's going to be Ray. And he's going to be like, oh, my God, it's Ray, right? Mm -hmm. And so I actually, yeah, like what Moiko was saying, I was actually really surprised and kind of delighted when his mom had kids and like his sister is ray and i was like oh yeah no and that's what i wanted to touch on earlier um when we were talking about vaughn's life was that it it also like it foreshadowed that he had a brother and up through the whole thing we hadn't seen like the the real like the seventh iteration or whatever we hadn't seen him in that yeah. life at all yet yeah and so like it was, ashes version everywhere yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it was so i i like <clears throat> it was like such a simple way of introducing him and then you just kind of forgot about him completely and then it was when the babies it was like oh they're twins that i was like oh my god I yeah because no. i i kept being like wait who is this guy like it, yeah, I'm just really. having a memory fart here. Like, I don't remember who this guy is, but that's probably just me. And when he was born, I was like, oh my God, that's why. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That, um, like his mom, I did not, that was a little twist with her pregnancy becoming so important in the last like five chapters that it yeah. made sense. But from the start, you're like, oh, she's pregnant. Okay, that doesn't, she's going to have a baby. Like, he'll end up having a brother or a sister. It's nothing that you think is that important to the story. And then Fortuna's like, 
oh, I know what's going to happen. Your mom's going to die and the baby's going to be stillborn. And you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the hell? Where did this come from? Like, all this fucked up stuff has happened. And then you get thrown at this because then you see um, Okeo's, like, response to that. And it's so heartbreaking. And you're just sitting there like, what importance did that have? And it was like, it had one of the biggest importance, like, important yeah. parts in the story because of what happens because of it and that it changes what Fortuna saw and how it changes right. him and his drive to become god of the universe suddenly lessens enough for okay and all the past lives to like bring him back I thought that was it was so good the way that that was done because they had already developed like they had already discussed a few times you know there are so many things that have happened in all of these lives that have created this this bond um whether through the the spirit circles or just like in general like these characters just have a bond that hasn't been satisfied yet right and so they will always see each other over and over and over again and then to have that fulfilled at the end with Fortuna taking over his body and then it being it the reason wasn't just oh it was just because you know you showed up and so now we're in a parallel universe like like you changed the time stream or whatever it was it like spoke back to that of no it's because these bonds are so strong that you showing up has created a need for those souls to be in the world and I was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was really good i i thought i thought that it was really nice the way that all of that was like developed mm-hmm. and like there's so many times where a story has like an anticlimactic ending we're like okay that wasn't how i was expecting it to end i got way more out of the story and not the ending but i felt like every single piece of this story accumulated to make such an impactful awesome ending like, I loved how it ended. It tied everything together. Everything was satisfied. Like, we find out that, like, um, uh, Okea and Coco, like, they have their little kiss and stuff. And you're like, well, will they get together? And you're like, yeah, they will. But we don't need to see it. And I just really liked, yeah, how the ending happened. Um, yeah. The Before only we go thing... to, the, oh. to the ending, I think, like, also we should probably talk about... Uh, was um, like that futuristic one later, yeah i wanted to talk about yeah 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 i want to talk about him too i was gonna jump back that one was a trip mm. <laughs> it was just like okay yeah. when did this happen in the timeline and it's one of those things you're realizing the timeline isn't happening this it's not happening this year and then this era and then this decade it's happening like sporadically like there's a stream and it's just you're just being put in to the stream in different parts of it. Um, so that was a crazy world that they built there. Yeah. I think uh, um, one thing that was an interesting callback to the samurai life was the prosthetics that they had were the same limbs that they had lost in the previous life. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was like really cool that they were mir- they they were mirrors of each other. Mm. 
It was really fucked up, though, that, like, her parts were because her dad experimented on her. I was like, no, come on. Just let her be happy in one world, Jesus. Just one. (laughs) He did get one. That one where she was a guy. That's true. Yeah. We don't know how the the most, like, boring life. Do we? I don't think did no, she, she didn't. No, she. I don't think they. No, don't, she just. Had, they got it. They, they, she had her mind wiped. That's yeah, it. By the aliens. Which, by the way, yeah. Speaking to like tying things together, I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this like for?" And it was even handled as like a dismissive life when there's like, "All right, that was simple. Nothing happened." And then fucking Lady Otia jumps in. With that net, and that's how they stop Fortuna for a minute. I'm I like, know. What? <laughs> it was so good, yeah. and I loved, I loved that. Like, yeah, at the end, they went through all of the things that weren't really wrapped up in a bow. Like, we don't know the answers to all of these things, but I love the speculation that those aliens are yet another one of their lives. Yes, that like they as aliens gave themselves the net. <laughs> It's so weird. So good. <laughs> I also like something something I also liked about the whole telling the time telling different timelines is that the manga itself is like this is really complicated and things don't make sense with it cuz it's just like it gives it such a vague world like vague thing that they don't have to stick certain to where people are like oh that's a plot hole and that's a plot hole and that's a plot hole. Right. It's literally just like uh, this is what it is. It's hard to explain, and we're just gonna do what we want to do. It's gonna happen mm-hmm. how it happens. Um, what was? I'm trying to remember. So the future, the future timeline. That's Lafayette, right? La, yeah, Lafall or whatever. Lafall. Lafall. Um, La F A L L E. Lafaffle. Um, But I was, that was one too where um, they were having the big, the guy from the inside was working on stopping them from destroying the world. And it ends up that like it fails. And that was another thing where you're just like, not every ending happens successfully. So like they could have these big plans and they could just fail. So you go into it not knowing how it's gonna end right which was another part of the storytelling i really liked i didn't expect the world to get eaten by a black hole no yeah me either oh i did 100 <laughs> percent. no because Ooh. because she had said oh i'm working on time machines and i was like okay and then the guy was like yeah there's a black hole thing that's happening and, you know, in, in like, every sci-fi thing ever, they're like, a black hole that leads to a parallel universe or leads back in time or to the future. And I was like, okay. So 100% that bomb's going to go off. Yeah. And that's how it's going to connect back to Okea. I didn't expect the robot to be a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I was pretty certain that it was going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. I also like LaFall and Lapis like getting together in order to adopt Carol. Like I just I love the whole like you can make your own family even if you like 
even if you and someone else don't see eye to eye on certain things because mm -hmm. you could like like you could tell that lapis and lafell weren't like in love with each other and so it was really interesting mm -hmm. to see like their their mutual love of someone else brought them together to try and give this kid like a better life mm -hmm. yeah and then because of that that's what kind of saves the universe yeah this little cat thing like goes back in time to try and fix the whole mess oh so cat. cute <laughs> so cute robo cat <laughs> um let's talk about art what are you guys' feelings on like character designs and all all the art yeah i thought it was um, fine i thought it was simple but it was really effective mm -hmm. that's how i, I describe it too I think that's generally what I would say about Mizukami's art. Um, mm -hmm. Because I felt the same way in Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, where there were a few instances where I was like genuinely impressed. But, you know, for the vast majority of my experience with the manga, um, like it, it did what it needed to do, and it did so well enough where like it was still interesting to look at so like i took my time um because i know that there's a lot of detail in mizukami's writing so i figured there may be details in the art that i may not that may have a uh, value later so like for example um the thing that i mentioned earlier with the prosthetics would be an example of that or like the different phases of that the the curse mark how it it, it changed uh over the timeline and it became more defined towards the end of it mm -hmm. um so it's just like those details is where like mizukami really shines um but yeah no I'll, I'll agree that like it's it's pretty solid generally speaking um and yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah that's basically it yeah i think it's really simple even the like world building in different worlds um the like futuresque one was just literally a tall tower of windows <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. like there's not a ton of detail that goes into the backgrounds or the world building but the characters and expressions and action are very simple but effective like moeka said um and i thought that there was some very standout panels especially during the big impactful moments like the part where all of the past lives are trying to stop Fortuna. Like that scene had a really impactful um, moment that like just drawing and perspective that I think was really well done. But most of the time it was like a very simple storytelling, but it worked for what it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed that like it was, yeah, it was really simple, but it every world or like, timeline life whatever every iteration was so different in some regards so like some places were like took place in like england others took place in japan and then like in the future but even though everything was so simple he he was still able to nail like the period that he placed these like um timelines in if that makes any sense yeah for so sure it was like when they were in england like that 
like the the it felt very medieval esque, which is what I that's what like suckered me in was just like oh yeah like sure everything's like very simple shapes and like stand like standard things for that time period but it was just done so well mm -hmm. so props to him yeah, yeah i agree it was consistent and clean mm -hmm. and i can't fault that <laughs> yeah yeah agreed um is there anything else you guys want to touch on do we need to talk about any of coco's past lives anymore in depth that you guys want to touch on anything else with her or should we wrap up and get final thoughts and ratings um, I, I think we basically covered everything i want to know uh, what happened because they they did say at the end <clears throat> obviously that um rune is going to become their future daughter and east right. i think east decided he wanted to be their future son too right oh i thought yeah oh, i thought that he was saying that he would agree to become part of the circle if rune would come back as their kid i didn't realize that he was saying i also want to be their kid but if that's, oh. that's really cute i i read it as him wanting to be reborn as their son as well oh, yeah. okay. i read it too i read i read it differently I was going to say, how come we don't know what's going to happen with East? He was great. <laughs> he deserves a fair shake in this new world. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> um, somebody in chat said the confession scene. We didn't talk about the confession scene. Oh, just when, when he was like, I love you. And then No-No was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I like that she's like, I'll leave you to No-No. Or maybe I won't. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Nona's like, why are you like this? <laughs> yeah, I like, I was kind of cheating for Nono. I was like, girl, you get your man. Yeah. Coco. She's good. She got what she wanted. <laughs> now you get what you want. <laughs> you get what you want. Grew on me so much. I know. <laughs> I really oh the the like guardian guy that was trying to stop Mr. Wants to be God. Oh yeah. What was his name? Again? Uh Sat Sartorius. Sartor yeah, yeah. Sartorius, yeah. I think. It was I really liked his design, I will say that. Yeah. And he ended up being the guardian of the earth, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Because like we like we like zoomed out to a bunch of different like deities, basically, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that they were the ghost that was showing up in the future. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. That that's how they were introduced. There, he was introduced. Um, cool. Should we wrap up and give final thoughts and ratings? Sure. I think so. Cool. Um trying to think of my, my numeral. Can go for first. I have a number in mind. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, so um I've mentioned Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer a couple times in this uh manga pod. And it's relevant because it's the other big Mizukami work. And um 
while I had more fun reading Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, I feel like Spirit Circle is just a better overall experience. Um, it doesn't have the action that Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer has. And it doesn't have the quirky characters, but the story is structured in a way where I cared more about what uh, Futa uh, was going through. And I was more invested in like peeling back the layers of this conflict that he had with Coco. And uh, didn't really have a clear understanding of how it would play out um, in the present timeline and how Fortuna would tie into it. So, you know, overall the experience with the manga was was excellent and um it's this is probably now the manga that i'm more most interested in seeing adapted into anime um probably in my top 10 it's exceedingly well done um the only thing i would i would really say that um, would probably have made it better would be for the art to be a little bit more polished now, I, I wasn't critical of the art in any way uh, when we were talking about the art, but I feel like that's one step. But I feel like like it not being consistently amazing is why it's not like top five for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So um, if I have to give this a number score, I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. Excellent read. Uh, from front to back and it's really fast too so mm -hmm. it's really really quick read really enjoyable i want to see this animated 9.5 out of 10 i was gonna do a 9.5 too um for the same reason you did the art wasn't like super standout amazing um <laughs> but it was effective and i just loved i love 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 this manga i thought it was so well done so thought out Every, it didn't feel like it lagged anywhere. Um, it was, I kind of want to say brilliant just in how it foreshadowed everything and tied everything together for a really, really good payoff ending that gave me goosebumps. And so I loved all the different lives, the characters, all of that. I thought it was just so, so incredibly well done that it deserves a 9.5, like a very high rating. So that's what I'm going to give it. I'm I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. It was really solid. I think um I think he did a really good job for the mouth chapters that he got. <coughs> so I can't really I can't I really can't complain about anything because I he gave me everything that I wanted really like a solid story, solid characters that I could invest in, and then there's still like little bits of mystery here and there that weren't really explained like the the aliens it was just like it was like one yeah. of those mysteries where it's like oh like theoretically it's probably like them just an alien form that somehow they figured how to get themselves to this iteration of their life or whatever but mm -hmm. it's like it's not explicitly given to you yeah so it was just overall it's really good so i really liked it and enjoyed it um yeah i was also gonna give it a nine i enjoyed it a lot it, it's a uh succinct good story um i was very invested by the end i liked all of the characters and the art was fine so yeah i would definitely recommend reading it i enjoyed it 
Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that wraps up our discussion of Spirit Circle. We all loved it and think you should definitely go and check it out if you have not yet. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and read the description for the manga that we're reading next week. And everybody in chat gets to guess what it is. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Dukes, I believe you're reading it. Yeah, okay. I've got one. Okay. <clears throat> In a city so dismal, it's known only as the blank. A clan of blanks have been plucking people off the streets to use as guinea pigs for atrocious experiments in the black arts. In a dark alley, blank found blank, a man with a blank head and a bad case of amnesia to undo the spell. They're hunting and killing the blanks in the blank, hoping that eventually they'll kill the right one. Yes. Puton, got it. Yeah. Dora Hedora. Dora Hedora. We are reading that next week. Yes, good job getting it or looking at the schedule. I know. <laughs> Either way, you crushed it. You did good. Big um, brain. <laughs> we are reading chapters 1 through 17. We'll be doing that next week uh let's go around and shout out our stuff really quick uh i'm erin a happily erin i have a youtube channel manga pod is there as well as anime reviews first impressions mental health awareness stuff i haven't really added anything uh, other than the manga pods um i am currently writing a book you can get updates for that on my twitter and my instagram um i'm also pretty active there so if you want to come talk Anime, manga, Thai dramas, writing, all that fun stuff. That's where I am. Uh, and I'm Dodger. You can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything. Uh, I'm currently in the U.S. doing visa stuff, but I live in England with my little family. So I'm going to be traveling soon. But typically, um, I stream every day. And I would love it if you'd come hang out. Hello. <clears throat> And uh, I don't do things on the internet because <laughs> I am limited in technology at the moment. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. But uh, maybe one day. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at LutoxAnime. Hello, I'm Moeka. I'm pretty much on all my handles at MegaMoeka. So you can find me there on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all the places. Um, I like anime. If you go to my Twitter, I'll probably be thirsting over some 2D character <laughs> right now. Uh, surprisingly, not Japanese anime character. Um, really been into... I, I started watching Clone Wars. Um, oh, seasons. Brilliant. Obi-Wan. Anakin. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> if Anakin. I don't sell mm -mm -mm. them with that, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, follow me. I don't know what else. <laughs> Good. I love it. I love it. Um, if you guys would like more manga pod, we have a few social medias. We have um, a Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash manga pod. You can find the schedule and a recommendation thread there. If there's a manga you would like us to cover or do more of, you can go ahead and post it there. And then if you see one you like, go ahead and upvote it. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, Reddit. No, just kidding. Twitter.com slash manga pod. And we also have an Instagram now, which is instagram.com slash manga pod book club. 
Yeah. You can probably hear my child coming down the stairs right now. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also have a website. Moika, what's the link? What's the URL for that? Um, it is. I will get it for you. Uh, mangapod.carrd.co. Perfect. Um, yeah, so you can check us out all over that stuff. We hope that you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful day, and we will see you next week, 7.30 a.m. I almost said p.m. because I'm so used to saying that. 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye